What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the locker room with Ryan Stout. We're back on YouTube and all podcast streaming platforms. This week, I have special guest Landon Hammonds in the house. It's been a minute, Landon, since we've done a yeah. show. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. You want to go ahead and uh, plug your show? It comes back Monday night. Yeah, uh, we've been off for a little bit, but Monday night, uh, Delay a Game Football Podcast will be back. I'll have my guy Ryan and John Mark Stivers. Uh, we'll be on. We're, we're going to be recapping the week, and we're going to be previewing the new week ahead. We're going to talk MVP. We're going to talk about any upsets you think are coming. We're going to talk about who's had a disappointing season. Um, you'll just have to make sure to tune in on Monday. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be high impact. It's going to be action-packed. We're going to talk. We're going to probably argue a little bit, but hey, it's, it's all in good fun. So make sure to check that out Monday, the Delay of Game Football Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Go check it out for me. Thanks. Always a good time on uh, the Delay of Game and uh, we had a pretty interesting uh, couple days here in yeah. sports. The NBA season started. We'll be talking about that. The World Series started. But we're going to start in the NFL because obviously last night, Thursday night football was last night. Landon, in the words of Stephen A., that's a bad man. <laughs> Green Bay beats Arizona 24-21. Aaron Rodgers throws two touchdowns on 184 yards. So we'll start with this question here, Landon. Are the Packers the new front runners in the NFC? I don't think so, no. I think that this this Cardinals team just got caught on a bad night. We saw DeAndre Hopkins hurt his hamstring early in the first quarter. I think that really threw the Arizona Cardinals off. He wasn't really in much the rest of the game after that big 55-yard reception. So, with that being said, I do not think the Packers are the new front runners. However, you might argue, well, they did that without Devontae Adams. And yes, that's true, without Alan Zard. Yeah, that's true. However... DeAndre Hopkins, in my personal opinion, has a much more impact on the Cardinals in their offense than Aaron Rod- or than Devontae Adams does with Aaron Rodgers. Because we've got to think, Aaron Rodgers is a veteran who hasn't always had De- uh, DeAndre Devontae Adams to throw to. He's always had different guys, Randall Cobb, etc., which he made use of last night. However, we got Kyler Murray, who really has only had DeAndre Hopkins. Right? He had Larry Fitzgerald his rookie year, but his rookie year it was okay. By no means was it great. We can all agree there. It was a yeah. it was a, it was a good rookie year, but he got the star side wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, and now that's his only target, right? So we, he's, he's got, got Christian Kirk, AJ he's got Zeckers, and AJ Green, which AJ Green sold last night, but we'll talk about that in a minute, I'm sure. But um, with that being said, like he's always had DeAndre Hopkins. When he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, we saw what happened last night. He threw two interceptions, and he did not. I believe, no, did he? Th- I don't even think he threw for a touchdown. I think the touchdown that he threw on was behind him, so it was t- technically a run. So he threw, I think, for like 130-something yards with two picks. By no means, it, it's a terrible game, especially for a guy who is front-running MVP race right now, in my opinion. Uh, maybe after last night, and we'll see what happens Sunday with, uh, obviously, Derrick Henry, where we are with that now. But the game last night, I don't think it takes the Cardinals way off path so much to say the Packers are the new number one. And I say that because of the injury bug that bit both teams. Um, but it impacts the Cardinals a lot more. Yeah, I agree. I like the point that you brought up about DeAndre Hopkins because it's so interesting to see how the Arizona Cardinals completely change without DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth mentioning they only lost by three points, though. So Kyler yeah. Murray is continuing his MVP campaign. But without D-Hop, there's not a lot that they can do because A.J. Green's a bit older. Christian mm-hmm. Kirk's okay. You, you need D-Hop on that team, not to mention J.J. Watt just got hurt, who's been having a solid year. So the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to step it up a little bit. 
I don't think the Packers are the front runners either because I think once they have a loss, they're going to implode again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the next loss they have is going to be another blowout. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be against, but I think once that happens, it's, they're, they're going to implode. I mean, we know Aaron Rodgers, how he feels about the front office mm-hmm. and how this is probably his last year in Green Bay. So I, I, every loss, I think, is going to be detrimental to the team. And I don't think they're only I don't think they're going to go 16 and one. Not only that, my Minnesota Vikings, Landon, are only two losses behind Green Bay right now in the NFC North. And I'm, I'm not saying they can win the NFC North here. <laughs> but Dak is out on Sunday, or he's questionable for he's Sunday questionable, right man. now. The Vikings' defense has stepped it up. They've won three of four games, or three out of their last four games. Mm-hmm. They're back to even. They're three and three. Kirk, don't even talk to me about the QB situation because Kirk Cousins ain't that guy. But he has some weapons. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Vikings can actually give the Packers a run for their money here. And I think that if, if the Vikings are almost breathing down the Packers' neck, they're going to feel that. And that's going to cause some uh, stuff to happen in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So I think Arizona definitely has a better shot at winning the NFC than the Packers do. But that, that's our next question, Landon. Do you think the Arizona Cardinals actually can win the NFC? Yes, I think they can. I think that the Cardinals are still the best team in the NFC, like I've said. I think the Packers maybe are at that three spot. I still think the Rams are the second best team in this uh, conference. Um, the Cardinals are just they're just too good. They're just too good. One loss does not define a team. I, I always say that, and that's why you know we're going to talk about the Lakers later. But the Lakers lose one game, everybody's like, oh, no, the Lakers are bad. No. That's not how this works. You lose one game, it's okay. You're not it's so hard to go undefeated, especially in football, because it's like anything can happen at any time. That's with any sport. Anything can happen at any time. Right. Last night, it just so happened Aaron Rodgers had a fantastic game without his receiver. You know. It happened. It's over with. The Cardinals need to just that now the thing that I, lo- I will love to see is next week how the Cardinals perform. The Cardinals need to come out. I don't know who they play next week. But let's just say it's one of a, it's not a good team. They need I to go out and win have, that game by 20-plus. I think they might have Seattle next week. Okay, then they need to go out and win that game by 30-plus. Right. Not 30, 20-plus. Tw- to show, okay, we're still the Arizona Cardinals, you guys know. Right. We just slipped one night. That's fine. That shows me next week that the Cardinals are the real deal. I don't know right now because we saw the Rams bounce back from a loss mm-hmm. very, very well. Next week, I will be able to tell you if the Cardinals are going to win the NFC. But I think it's definitely a possibility. I think it's going to be between the Rams and the Cardinals. Um, I think right now, we just it's too soon to know. Yeah. I think that they can win the NFC, and it's going to be an NFC West showdown. Because mm-hmm. the Cardinals are a very, very good football team. And I think maybe they needed that loss last night to the Packers because... Now that they see that they are vulnerable, it's going to add a little pep in their step. It's going yeah. They're going to try that much harder just right. because they know that they are a vulnerable football team and they can lose on any given Sunday. So I, I'm interested in seeing how the Arizona Cardinals respond next week, but I think it's an NFC West race. I don't think the Buccaneers are that much of a threat anymore in the mm-hmm. NFC. I don't think that the Packers are a threat in the NFC. I think it's between the Rams... And the Cardinals. And I was dead wrong about the Rams. This and I was dead I wrong mean, about the Cardinals. There you so, go. <laughs> I mean, the Ra- the Rams, res- 
responded so well with that Matthew Stafford pickup, and it showed, or Matthew Stafford proved to the world that he's not overrated. He was on the Detroit Lions, and that's why he never got any recognition. So Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback, and I think it's either going to be Arizona or the LA Rams. I mean, you don't you don't think Tampa Bay is a threat in the NFC? I think Tampa Bay, as long as Tom Brady's under center, is a threat in, in anywhere. I don't really care where he is. And we've seen Antonio Brown is playing like his old self. That team, right now, not everybody looks at them in the NFC. That team is dangerous. They blew out the Chicago Bears last week, and like it was devastating to watch. Right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still dangerous. Do I think we we've seen the Rams play the Buccaneers? We saw the outcome. What would happen if the Cardinals play the Buccaneers? We don't know. I don't think we will know until the playoffs. Well, right. I don't know if they play them, but that's interesting though. I'd love to see the Cardinals and the Buccaneers because right now the Buccaneers secondary is completely wiped out. Exactly. They got hit with the injury bug, and if there's any team that it's dangerous to play when your secondary is out, that's the Arizona Cardinals because yeah. we know D Hop's a deep threat. AJ Green is a deep threat. So. Unless that D that defensive line can push through and have a tremendous game against the Cardinals, I think that the Buccaneers would be vulnerable and would mm-hmm. probably not be favored in that matchup. I think they're still top four, though, for sure. I think they're definitely mm-hmm. they're just as good as the Packers right now, in my eyes. I think that if they played the Packers, they'd probably beat them, in my opinion. That's even if Devontae Adams is healthy. Because, like I said, if Tom Brady's under center... Never count them out. I did that wrong last year. I did it wrong the year before. I did it last year, too. Last year, I mean, not the year before. But, yeah, last year. I said the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had Washington beating them in the wild card. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady has a reputation of losing in the wild card. So So I was like, you know, and Washington looks good. So, but this team, that's the thing. They have the best offense in the NFL. They can go up against any defense. It does not matter. And they're going to put up 20-plus. And their defense, although it's hurt, will get some stops for you here and there. But they don't really need that because their offense is so consistently efficient. They don't need the defense to play phenomenal like they did last year. I don't think they're going to win the NFC. I will say that. I would not be surprised if we see them in the championship, however, in the NFC championship. Because I think, like I said, the Tampa Buccaneers can beat the Green Bay Packers. The way it looks right now, I don't think that matchup would happen. But we still have half a season left, so you never know what could happen. Right. I think that the NFC is too stacked for a team like the Buccaneers to make the Super Bowl. The the Packers are going to do what the Packers do in the playoffs and find some way to screw it up. They're like the Vikings in the regular season. They're going to find some way to screw it up no matter what, as much as I hate to say that. Mm -hmm. Right now I have the Buccaneers and the Rams. In my NFC Championship. And, and and that's a dangerous pick because of the way the Cardinals are playing right now. Can I ask you where the Cardinal, you have the Cardinals losing? I, what, do, you, I think, do you think they I, would I play? Think, I think they would play the Rams in the divisional round. And that's where they would get beat. I think that... Well, well look, look at it this way. The Cardinals play the Rams one more time this year. One or two more times this year. I think it's one more time. Um... And the Ram and the Rams are going to win that game, in my opinion. They're going to split the season Probably. series. So, to me, 
in the divisional series, that's a jump ball between the Rams and the Cardinals. Now, okay. in my opinion, if we're if we're going toe to toe, I think the Rams are the better football team. I do too. Be- and they're healthy. Let, right, they're healthy. Their defense is better. They're, they have a top three defense in the league, maybe even the best mm-hmm. defense in the league. They have a better receiving core. Right now, Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford, in my opinion. But that that's two for three for the Rams, and I think that they can win a divisional series. I think it would be a very close game, though. So right now I have the Rams and the Buccaneers in my NFC Championship, and I, I would have the Rams beating the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship by... 10 plus because and that would yeah. actually believe it or not send the Rams to another home Super Bowl. Last year we saw Tampa Bay in a home Super Bowl and this year the Super Bowl's in LA and the and I think the Rams might actually win the Super Bowl. My my prediction right now is Bills Rams. Bills right now Bills after the Titans loss. I, I think that the Bills are a good team. I think their defense is good, and I think their offense is good. So I think they're an all-around good team. And, right and now, I'd, listen, this, this might be a little biased, right? Because okay. um, I, I, I root for the Bengals. I, right now, the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. I don't care what anybody says. They are the best team in the AFC. The Bengals go out. They beat the Titans probably pretty easily. It, I mean, right? You think you think they're a Super Bowl team? I think I think the Bengals. It's time to put some respect on their name. I think people are like, oh, they're normally number one because they won this. No, like there's no excuses. The Bengals to the Bengals being number one right now. The Bengals are number one because they are a good football team. They have the best rookie receiver of all time. So y'all know that he is having. <laughs> and, and, and you and you called him out for that though. He's having the Before best the rookie season. season. Started, yeah, you said that uh, he wasn't going to be any good. Well, he did come out and say that he couldn't catch the ball because they didn't have any stripes. He literally trolled the whole NFL with that. But Joe Burrow is also playing like he did in college. He's literally toying around with defense at this point, with the defenses. He's playing so well. So that's just where I'm like, this team, it's time to put respect on their name. You know what I'm saying? So do I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl? Probably not because they're young. But... Don't count the Cincinnati Bengals out. I will tell you that right now. Just don't count them out. See, but that's I, that, to me that's like a preposterous statement because I will give I could, could give you at least maybe two or three teams that could beat the Bengals in the AFC right now. Um, looks like we lost you, Lynn, But if you can still hear me, hopefully, I'll go on with my point. Yeah, I'm back. Go ahead. I could give you at least three teams in that could beat the Bengals in the playoffs. In my opinion, right now. I would say the Bills, the the, the Bills, Bills, the Titans. No, I don't think the Titans. Really? I think the Bengals beat the Titans. I think Derrick Henry. the The Bengals defense has been good. They've been slept right. on, slept, slept like slept I on. Think, the run defense think, has been phenomenal. So I think the Chargers, who are going to win the AFC West, in my opinion, could beat the Bengals as well. I think that'd be a good game. I don't know if they win though, because their defense is kind of like. Blackluster. They gave up forty right. something points to the Cleveland Browns, who were injured. And uh, and I'm not discrediting the Bengals because right. I think the Bengals are going to win the AFC North, and because the Ravens are a joke, mm-hmm. and the Steelers aren't any good. We know that Ben's washed. They should never resign Ben, and the mm-hmm. Browns are injury prone. So the Bengals are right in line, right in position to win the AFC North. I just I think when they go up against these better teams in the AFC in the playoffs, they're not going to survive. Yeah. 
Okay, I, I see where you're coming from. That's what I'm saying, because they're so young. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Give them three Just or four years, give and, them, they, give and they'll be there. They'll be there. 100%. They'll be a Super Bowl team. and it's it. That makes me happy. When, when you get to the playoffs, it comes down to experience. I don't care what anybody says. When, you, when you're in the NFL playoffs, not only does it come down to experience, but it comes down to, I think, depth. Yes. How deep is your team? And, I mean, uh, knock on wood. Everybody hear that? Everybody can hear that. <laughs> knock on wood. The Bengals have been healthy this year. Joe Mixon's been healthy. He's, he's been dealing with a little bit. But he's the key to this offense. Yeah. Because if Burrow's having a bad game, what do they do? Just hand it off number 28 and let him run up the gut. Because he's so good at running in between the tackles. The key is staying healthy. And that that's obvious. That's common sense, right? But... It's so important with the Cincinnati Bengals because they, I mean, who are they going to run with? Chris Evans, sure. Samaji, Samaji Piran, sure. But they're not Joe Mixon. Right. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The AFC is definitely tough. Um, but right now, like, I, well, well, give me your Super Bowl prediction right now. I said mine was Bills-Rams, and I have probably um, the Bills in a tight one. My Super Bowl prediction right now. Give me the Rams. Okay. Versus, yeah, probably the Bills. Probably the Rams and Bills. The Rams right. winning because they're going to be playing at home. Right. Well, they that's true. That home field advantage. I didn't, su- I didn't. We think saw it last meant, year. <laughs> I didn't think that meant anything until last year. Exactly. I was like, okay, it's whatever. The, you know, the Chiefs who are a great football team are playing the Tampa are playing Tampa Bay. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're at home or not. And Tampa Bay put a whooping. On the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah. So, um, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, our lock and upset for this week. Landon, since you're the guest on my show, we'll do our lock and upset. Oh, we got a comment in the chat. Uh, my buddy Kevin, he says. Let me see Rams all the way. Rams all the way. I agree. Rams all the way. Yep. There you go. All right. Um, so, anyway, Landon, you're locking upset for this week. Yes. My lock. I'm taking my Cincinnati Bengals over the hurt New York Jets. That's a given, right? Because Bengals and I just we just both talked them up. They're playing the New York Jets. Right. If anybody's playing the Jets, I'm probably gonna give them the win. I said that the week, couple, listen. Hey, listen though, I cursed myself. <laughs> I said that a couple weeks ago before week oh. four. I better and, not have said that then. And I was I, I said that was like the week that I went out to see the Vikings play. Yeah. And I went out and I said, um, any team that plays the Jets is probably going to be my lock for the rest of the year. They go that week because <laughs> the Titans are my lock, and that week I'm sitting there and I'm watching the Titans lose to the Jets. So that's <laughs> and a then statement. Another thing is the Lions too, but the Lions just they're they're actually playing. Who are they playing this week? Um, it's somebody. It's it's going to be a pretty good game more than likely. Hold on. Um, I'll just go ahead and give my upset. My upset of the week. Um, this is going to shock some people if uh, you're watching. I think the New York Giants. Monday Night Football beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I say this because the Kansas City Chiefs have just not been there. The Kansas City Chiefs, and I called this. The I called Giants, it. I, I called it in the beginning of the year. That you remember me calling this? Remember me calling the Chiefs are not gonna live yeah, up to the hype. I, you know, you did say that though. I, I did say that. that. I did say that, and you know, I don't know why I said because the offensive line sucks. He's being pressured every well, single game. Not He's only going, that. Go ahead. Their defense. 
<laughs> it's can't awful. Play for anything. I it mean, is awful. We knew their offensive line was bad, but I said, when you got Patrick Mahomes behind center, you're going to win games. But well, when, huh? when, when you're and off, I when said, you're eh. apparently, when your offensive line and your defense sucks, that th- those, are, those are key components. Doesn't matter if you have Patrick Mahomes or not. So, I think Daniel and Daniel Jones. People are sleeping on him. He's played well this year. He has played pretty good. And Kadarius Tony shocked me. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he is. Mm. I think they go out, they burn this defense, and put up a pretty good amount of points. That's, I think the I think the Giants win this game somewhere the likes of twenty three to seventeen, somewhere twenty three to fourteen, something like that. It's not going to be like a one point game, right? It's like I think the Giants win this, and I think they dominate the whole game. I think it's close, but I'm going to go the other direction in a close game. I'm going to say the Chiefs win in a close game because I don't trust Danny Dimes. I still don't trust. So is that your lock? Is that your lock? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm Sorry, just saying was... for that game, my prediction is that the Chiefs are going to win in a close one. Because the yeah. Chiefs, you're right, the Chiefs aren't good this year. Their defense is horrible. Their offensive line is not great. Right. So, but I don't think they're bad enough to lose to the New York Giants. Because, what, Saquon's out still. Mm-hmm. Danny Dimes is an untrustworthy quarterback. I don't know why we're still calling him Danny Dimes. Yeah. I mean, he's not, <laughs> he, he's not living up to the hype. So, I, I just think... The Chiefs aren't good, but they're good enough to beat the Giants. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. All right. Um, I gave – yeah, I gave both. Okay. So it's okay. Turn. All right. So my lock and upset for this week, my lock is going to be the L.A. Rams. We just talked about them over the Houston Texans. Texans got um, Tyrod Taylor coming back, I think, this week. Yeah, but they um, announced Davis Mills is going to be the starter. Yeah. Okay. So Rams are going to win that game mm-hmm. easily. The Rams' defense is amazing. Cooper Cups having a year, and nobody's stopping the Rams right now. My upset for this week, please let it be true. My (laughs) Minnesota Vikings over the Dallas Cowboys, Sunday night, October 31st, Sunday night football, a little Halloween matchup. And the reason I say that, I'd I'd love to talk about my Vikings for a second. Go for it. Let's go. They've won three out of the last four games. Of course... The, fourth, the one that they lost, I was there for. <laughs> what do you know? But they've won three out of the last four games. The receivers are playing well. Cook is back and healthy. The Vikings' defense is playing well. The cards are in their favor right now. They're stepping mm-hmm. it up a little bit, and they've made it back to 3-3. Three and three. I think because Dak is questionable, that's a huge... Huge factor in this game. Because even if he plays, we know he's not going to be 100%. Right. If Dak were playing 100%, I would, ne- I, would never, I would not touch this game as my upset. But they're vulnerable. And I think the Vikings can win this game. I think the Vikings, if they win this football game, they have the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Packers coming up. I think if the Vikings win this football game and get some confidence under their belt, they could win two out of the next three games. Yeah. I really do. And I think they could give the Packers a run for their money in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised if the Vikings win this weekend. I hope they beat the Cowgirls. We'll see what happens. I don't like to see the Packers win the AFC North, so I want to see something else. So I'm rooting for the Vikings there. I think I think it's very possible. Yeah, I, I mean, it's always it's tough because they're two, they're two losses behind the Packers, but the Packers have a very, very, very tough schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. So I think the Packers could potentially lose at least two games in the rest of the season. 
Oh, they, I'm not saying I'm not they, saying the I mean, Vikings are going to go 14 and three. No, but I would, an, if, if, you're right. If you're I had right. to pick it right now, a notable I, listen, real quick, another a notable game. You said the Packers is tough. Yeah, they're playing the Seahawks when Russell Wilson's coming back. Yeah. If they I won't be to, able to stop the Seahawks. I'm sorry, they they're not going to be able to. Right. If I had to pick the Vikings record this year, I would say they're either going to be eleven and seven, or eleven and six, or ten and seven. Yeah. And I I don't know that that's enough to win the NFC North, but it's definitely enough to get into a wild card spot. Yeah. It, it, this I I don't think people understand how vital this game is for the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. Because I think it, it all depends on this. If the Vikings win this game, they are a wild card team, in my opinion. They they'll have enough confidence the rest of the year to make at least the wild card. Mm-hmm. If they lose this game, you're back to square one because you're three and four again. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, it's important, and they got the Vikings even playing with a chip on their shoulder because they know I got to win this game. I got to have some momentum going into these next three games that are going right. to be hard. But we win two out of the three. You know what? If they win one out of that three, and that one is the Packers, America's watching the Minnesota Vikings. I will tell you that much right now. And what what the Vikings fans, I can tell you, as a Vikings fan, what we're, what we're hanging our hats on right now, and Landon, I know you're not going to want to hear this. Week one, Dalvin Cook did not fumble that football. We're a fu- we're week two, that was an easy field goal. So we're a, we're a bad fumble call and a field goal away from being, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was there when the fumble happened. Or four and two. I think it was a fumble, but right. you know, obviously, right, <laughs> right, I, right. But week two, I mean, you missed the kick. It's part the kicker's part of your team it counts. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't say nothing about that. But there's plenty of time. There is mm-hmm. plenty of time. I'm not high on the Vikings anymore. If they make the playoffs, they're going to lose in the divisional round, I think. You think they even win the wild card? Yeah. Who, who do you think they'd play in? they right play now, a team the like season, Tampa? If the season were to end today, they'd play Tampa in the wild card, and that and would they, be a loss. Yeah, that would be okay. a loss. Okay, at least we agree there. Right. But I think it's worth mentioning, if the Vikings... that He shouldn't have missed that kick. Greg Joseph shouldn't have missed that kick. Right. If the fumble isn't called and they beat Cincinnati, what, they're 4-2 and two right now? Something like that, yeah. And I guarantee you, if the Vikings were four and two, we'd be talking about them as serious NFC North contenders. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Just again goes back to how important this game is Sunday. Yeah. Ryan Clark said it this morning. This is not a three and three football team. This is probably most underrated three and three football team in the league right now. It's it, it's insane. Yeah. I. The Dallas is favored. Obviously. But I think the Vikings might be able to pull it off on Sunday. Now, of course, there's the curse of primetime Kirk, though. Uh, you never know I didn't what that, think about that. You never know what that guy's going to do in primetime. I mean, the guy absolutely sucks in primetime. But again, he has enough weapons that maybe, just maybe, they can carry him to a victory. And I think I, I made two predictions early in the season. Mike Zimmer's done after this year. If the Vikings don't like do something major this season, Mike Zimmer's done, and they're not going to do anything major. So they're going to get a new coach. And Kirk Cousins has to go, in my opinion. But here's the interesting question, Landon. 
because before the show went live, we were talking about uh, Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Where do you put Trayvon Diggs? Like, who do you have Trayvon Diggs guard in this game? Because Thielen's having a good year. Jefferson's having a good year. Okay. It depends on where you're at on the field. Right. I think if you're the Cowboys, you've got to run in a 3-4 defense, nothing else. Because 100%. you've got to have your guys in coverage against mm-hmm. this team. Um, if we're anywhere, I'd say if you're in the red zone, it's Thielen. Put him on Thielen. It's got to be Thielen. Thielen is a red zone receiver. That's what I'm saying. So if you're not in the red zone, put him on Justin Jefferson and work it and see what happens. Here's how the Vikings operate. If they're not in the red zone, you got to put your main, your main cornerback on Jefferson because Jefferson's a deep threat. Yeah. He he could go for like... 50 yards on a catch. If you're in the red zone, I'm going to steal a quote from my dad when we watch the football games, okay? That's Adam Thielen territory. That's what he says all the time. That's Adam Thielen territory. So if they're in the red zone, Trayvon Diggs needs to be on Thielen. Any other time, I think he needs to guard Justin Jefferson. But then what do you do with your other cornerback? Because... You drop back into zone. I think... Who who is their other cornerback, though? Because Trayvon's... I don't know. But look, this is is how their defense needs to run, Okay. They need to run their two safeties over top because this team is deep threat. With right. Thielen can go deep too. We we right. off the this line. Is a deep threat offense, no question. So this is what you need to do. You need to run both your safeties, and and split defense. You need to have them both in their own zones. Right. Run Trayvon Diggs on man, or run him run him man until you get about ten yards, and, and, and then leave it up to the zone, and then he plays up. That dude was a wide receiver before he played cornerback, so that's a dangerous move. That. I didn't even think about that. But he then there's the question of yeah. if you have Justin Jefferson so heavily guarded on one side, what do you what are you gonna do about Thielen? Because we all we all we know Thielen's a red zone guy, but he can pop off for a good twenty to forty yard grab. And here is where I do not trust Kirk Cousins enough because the defense I'm saying run is run Trayvon Diggs and press coverage on man on Justin Jefferson and mm-hmm. then run out and play a little zone for Say a corner route or something like that. Right. Run at in the same side over there. You've got pressure on. You've got pressure on Justin Jefferson for ten yards, and then it falls to the safety. That means Kirk Cousins would have about a second to throw it in that little tiny gap. Yeah. The safety's coming down. Diggs is coming up like this. So put Justin Jefferson right here. He's got to throw a perfect ball for it not right. to be a pick. Well, the other thing we know is that the Vikings are a run-heavy offense. So yeah. can the run save them in this game? Do you think? The run doesn't need to save them. The run needs to set up the pass. Right. That's what I'm going to say. So, do you think the run can be effective? I think if you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield, it's going to be effective. Right. Week in and week out. But I mean, you got to. How good is that Dallas? Dallas run defense is not good. Yeah. So, run. Use your run game, but you're also you're not going to be able to be. You you cannot live off of Dalvin Cook. That's just this year. You cannot live off of Dalvin Cook. That's just right, how yeah. it is, and and that's almost every year because he's he's injury prone. Exactly. So you you've got to play this safe. It's week eight. Right. You cannot go out here playing like it's the Super Bowl. Right. You need to run easy short passes if it's me, but it's Mike Zimmer. So let's be real. He's probably yeah. gonna run Listen, a streak every play. Mike Zimmer has some of the worst play calling I've ever seen in my life. Can we yeah. can we can, can we talk about that for a second because. He, for some reason, when the Vikings are ahead, he starts calling some 
monster plays. <laughs> like he turns into a good coach for some reason when the Vikings are ahead early. Yeah. Then he opens up the playbook a little bit. But when they're down, it's halfback dive, exactly. halfback dive, halfback dive, halfback dive. Like it, it's so un- and that's one of the reasons I think that this is his last year in Minnesota. He's yeah. going to get fired no matter what. But you're right. It Mike Zimmer is going to play a large role in that uh, run scheme this mm-hmm. week and how much they run Dalvin Cook. And and you don't see any other team that's like take, – take the Rams, for example. We're talking about the Rams. They're a front runner in the NFC. As They're playing it safe, I think. It's week eight. There's no need to play like you're in a playoff game. Exactly. They don't need to get your guys hurt. And they're getting the job done too. Right. So. Yeah. You need to just not depend on Dalvin Cook. Do not get him hurt. Right. All right. I think that's enough NFL for today. I think we got to move to another league. And, of course, the NBA season started last week. So we'll, we'll get into some NBA topics right now. Landon, we're going to start with um, our pre a preseason pick that I think a lot of people look at when they do these podcasts or when they're in a fantasy basketball league. Who is your NBA pre or uh, who is your NBA NBA MVP early in the season? As of right now, my NBA MVP is the greatest three point shooter of all time, popping off this year. My guy, number thirty, Steph Curry. I think he's played 100%. so well. He's played so well so far. I mean, he's he had a triple double first game and said in an interview, "I did not play good." You had a triple double. Did you see that shot he took last night? Yeah. Off of one foot. It's in, it's insane. And and Landon, just for the record, hundred percent. That's what I've written right here. Steph Curry will win the MVP this year. The dude is. I can compare him sort of to Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's a wizard. He's always dominant too. I mean, how do you get a triple double and say I didn't play well? <laughs> it's it's and, maddening. Know, the Warriors are – I love Steph Curry. He's always been my favorite player. Like, I have a picture of me in, like, fifth grade in one of his jerseys. So – and that's when he was, like, you know, on that come up. That's Davidson years. That's – yeah. So, what I'm saying here is, like, he he literally has a triple-double. Like, guys fiend for a triple-double. He gets triple-double and goes, meh, I could do yeah. better. Eh, another day at the office. Yeah, eh, you know what I'm saying? So – if that's his base performance, <laughs> what is his peak performance? That's yeah. that should be scary for you NBA fans. That that should be scary for any NBA team. Warriors on top, winning the NBA. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You hear Stephen A. the other day though, when he said the Warriors are going to no. win the NBA Finals. Oh, I heard he said he could. And I think they could, but Clay's I mean, got to come back 100 yeah. percent if they want to even have a chance. That that's the big thing. Clay's got to come back healthy. And like better than before, than before, because they don't have Kevin Durant anymore. <laughs> so, right. this isn't the Warriors of old, and and I don't know that just Steph Curry and Draymond Green is enough no, to win no, an no, NBA no, championship. No. We saw that last year. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> and but do you think that Clay is gonna last? Because I, I that's what I'm saying. Look, I hate to say it, but I have a funny feeling that just because he's been injured so many times, it's gonna happen again. I, I agree, and I hate to say that because it sucks when players get injured. But like, like that's the thing. My thing for the Warriors right now, it's like shooting guards are so scarce right now. Right. They're, they're, you yeah. cannot find many good shooting guards. Use that. My side as a Warriors fan, I'm saying you trade Clay Thompson right now. Yeah, I'm saying you trade him. 
you get a first round pick out of it, or or hey. get a, get a productive big. That's Philly's got saying. that guy they're looking to trade. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't oh, think it'll happen. Eh, 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 <laughs> no. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I, I, that's the rough thing about any sports league is that when you have, when you bust your knee up that bad and have that many injuries to your knee, especially in a, in basketball, yeah. you're never coming back the same way. Exactly. And he's just saying he won't injure it again. Exactly. That's that's the thing that sucks. Is he? Yeah. Odds show he's gonna injure it again, and I I hate it because I love Clay Thompson too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Splash Brothers, uh, Splash. Hey, they gotta that, come back. Best sports days that I've ever lived through. I will tell you but, that much. But think about this: What if Clay Thompson comes back 100 percent and he doesn't get injured, and we see the resurgence of the Splash Brothers in the West? I don't think there's a team Only... in the West that can compete if that happens. Tell me a more nostalgic sports moment there would be <laughs> oh my than gosh. seeing the Splash Brothers come back and Ryan, win an NBA championship. Ryan, I don't know about you. I would watch every single game. Yes. Yes. It's I so might fun. weep tears of joy. Yes. It would be such a nostalgic moment. Oh, man. I can't even. Awesome. Ugh, I can't, the I odds, odds are yeah. against it. But, but you never know. It's possible. Yeah. Never say never. Let's talk about that guy in Philly. Cause it, you got yeah. it on my mind now, and let me let, let me go off. Let's, okay, let, 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 let's let me, go there let me, first. Let me. Uh, we'll we'll save the Laker. We'll save our Lakers topic for next. But that guy in Philly, of course, uh, they're selling. I don't know if you know this, Landon, but in my neck of the woods, outside Wells Fargo yeah. Center, <laughs> they're selling shirts that say "Missing Ben Simmons," and of course, that's who we're going to talk about now. Uh, Obviously, we know what happened with at practice about a week or two ago. Doc yes. Rivers throws him out of practice. Now Ben is Ben hasn't played all year, and I don't think he's gonna play most of the games. No, he's probably not in shape. He's pulling a James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> Landon. What do you think? And, and not only that, Joel Embiid's hurt right now. So, not only Ben Simmons, but what do you think the Sixers, as a front office, need to do? The Sixers are in a bad spot. Yeah. Your best player's hurt. Your second best player doesn't want to play. That leaves you a guy with Ben's their second best player? Tobias Harris or Ben. It's you know, it's a it's a toss up. I there. gotta give it to Harris. You think so? Okay. Well, okay, let's say Tobias I, Harris. Even even if it was like a year ago, I would have said Tobias Harris. Ben Simmons, though, being the point guard is a key piece. You can't lose your point guard. Your point guard is right. your leader. Your 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 no, yeah, I get that. You're, I think he should be power forward, but oh, yeah, he should. But he's the quarterback of basketball. Your point guard is right. your quarterback, so to speak. If you're if you watch more football than you do basketball, that's that's how you can compare. So, you need your if your point guards if your point guard is a cancer, then your locker room is cancer. We Take said this with Kyrie Irving in We Boston. said this with Kyrie Irving on Fuel to the Fire around this time last year, whenever right. we were talking about. Where's Kyrie gonna go? Where's Kyrie gonna go? Right. Or, well, not no, not where's Kyrie gonna go. What's he gonna do in at in right. Brooklyn? We you look at him in Boston. Said. It was me, 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 me. Exactly. That's exactly how Ben Simmons is. He does not like the fact that they get mad at him when he takes a three ball. You can't shoot. Quit shooting threes. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like the fact that he has Joel Embiid. He's got to share the ball with. He doesn't like that. He wants to be traded. No team wants that. I am sorry, Ben Simmons. You're done. No team wants that. You He's need done. you need to get a better yeah. mindset. He's done. You will not if you see Ben Simmons on the court, it's going to be coming off the bench and he's going to get cut. He is not starting point guard 
Maybe to the Houston Rockets, dude, because the Houston Rockets are terrible. The Detroit Pistons, maybe, but Gabe Cunningham at shooting guard. Anyway, it, that does not matter. That that does not. That's not the point. The point is Ben Simmons is done, and it's not because he is not good at the game of basketball. Because he is, because of his mindset. Right. So, here's the thing about Ben Simmons. I have it written right here on my notes. Get rid of him now, in all caps. Mm-hmm. I have. I I I feel like I have. An inside scoop because it, this is around my neck of the woods. Yeah. Philly's about 45 minutes down the road. So you got a lot of Philly fans. Philly, together. Yeah. Philly fans are so fed up with yeah. Ben Simmons. It's not even funny. They're As running they him be. out of the city. As right. they should be. But where it becomes difficult is the front office because if you listen to what Daryl Morey said, he said nobody wants him. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to make a move for another three or four years. The problem with Ben Simmons right now is that he's afraid. I think if Ben Simmons instilled a little bit more, or Doc Rivers can um, instill a little bit more confidence in Ben Simmons, we might see a jumper develop. Yeah. If Ben Simmons got traded to a miraculously to a place like the Spurs, he might get a little more confident under Greg Popovich to shoot. The ball. And and listen, there's a guy that plays for the Spurs, Landon. I'm sure you know him. And and this might be a fair trade. His name's Lonnie Walker. Okay? Mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker, I don't know if you know, he grew up about 10 minutes from where I live. Really? Out here in PA. And the city went nuts for him when he was in high school. He brought a state championship to... Uh, Reading High, again, like 10 minutes away from me, and the, the nicest guy you could, you, you could meet. I mean, he was all about, he's all about giving back to the community now. But can you imagine how Lonnie Walker would play if he comes to Philly? Can you imagine all the people behind him, people from Reading, Pennsylvania, driving 45 minutes to see the that kid from high school play in Philly? Lonnie Walker, I, here's what I think. I think if Philly pulls the trigger and trades Ben Simmons to the Spurs for Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker is going to be a 10 times better player because that crowd is going to amp him up in Philly. You know, you're here's getting the, that they, defense too from Lonnie Walker, that you're, that you're not losing defense, you're not losing scoring. Right. And here's the thing. They said it about Kemba Walker going back to New York. Because I think that was a great move as well. If Lonnie Walker comes back home and goes to Philly, he's going to have teachers. He's going to have friends from high school. He's going to have coaches coming up to watch him. You look in the stands, you see people like that. That amps you up. He's going to be a 10 times better player if he comes back home to Philly. I agree. It's It's insane. How how much better he he he's what he's a bench player right now or is he a starter? He's a, he's, I think he's a sixth man because they got um, Murray that starts. They got Murray right. and then they have um, who's their shooting guard? He went to Kentucky. Come on, help me. Um, I don't know. I, oh, he's number three. He wears number three. Like I could literally tell. Yeah. Him. Okay, but I I I seriously think that the that. Uh, San Antonio might pull the trigger, and not only that, Philly might pull the trigger with this trade. Yeah, Philly needs to that, and San Antonio would take it because you got to think 
what you're getting for right now, Ben Simmons, win, ben Simmons and the Spurs on the trade. And you know what? Lonnie Walker's not even my prediction. I don't. I, no, do you think he's actually going to go somewhere? I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to get traded. Ben? Yeah. I, I Honestly, I, I don't think he's going to get traded. I think it's going to be three or four years before we see something happen. I think like he's Darryl just going to get said. cut. I think he's just going to yeah. get cut. Yeah, well, either that, that too. But like Daryl Morey said, nobody wants him. I'm saying if there was a place for him to go, I think it would. I, I don't think it would even be a, a thought. I think there would be plenty other teams that they would look to trade to. But if Lonnie Walker somehow ended up in Philly, I'm just I'm throwing it out there that he would probably be ten times better playing playing at home. So realistically, where do I think he'll go if he gets traded? I think he'll go probably to Golden State. Because hear me out though. You trade Ben Simmons and send him to Golden State and have him play power forward, all of a sudden he doesn't need to shoot the rock. But he's gonna want to play shooting guard. We know that's better. Oh, oh, he's gonna want to play shooting guard. But St- if Steve Kerr gets him to play power forward somehow, and then again, they're a three-point shooting team. But y- you play a little small ball and move yeah. Draymond Green to center, and James Wiseman be that sixth man. Yeah. Or I mean, or vice versa. Start James Wiseman. Put Draymond as the sixth man. You want to talk about a championship team. And listen, I'm not a Ben Simmons believer at all. But if there's a team that can carry him to a chip. Yeah, it's it's the Warriors. Yeah, It's you're the right. Warriors. You're right. Where do you, where do you think he can go realistically? I think I think he'll get cut before he gets traded in He's, the next three or four years. Yeah, but where yeah. do you think, realistically, where do you think he can go? It'll be a, it would be a team like the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings, because, listen to why I say this. They're but. young and they're coming up, okay? We're going to see the Kings in the playoffs within the next three years. We can both agree right there, right? Right. They're on the come up. The Kings are on the up and coming. Yeah. So if, they, if they're like, okay, I'll give you some of my young talent that's not great, but they will take in a first-round pick. Give me Ben Simmons for now to boost the team that has playoff experience. That if you get to the playoffs, is not going to panic. Right. So... I think the most realistic team is probably the the Sacramento Kings as of right now. Yeah, I would I would uh, tend to agree. If it's not the Warriors, it, it's going to be the Kings. Mm-hmm. The the Spurs are so far down the line. Yeah, but, but that'd man, be awesome, I, and, I, and I'm not a Philly fan. I'm a I'm a I'm a Celtics fan. You see the jersey behind me. But I would buy my ticket and go see Lonnie Walker play. That's how like invested we are around this area in Lonnie Walker. I mean, I remember. Being in sixth grade, hearing, seeing Lonnie Walker play these games at the high school. I mean, it was – everybody came out to see him from, like, That's all awesome. over the place. Yeah. But I would definitely buy a ticket to go see him in Philly. You might know a guy by the name of Damian Harris. Um, he played at the high school down the road, so that was always cool. Uh, I yeah. have his autograph on a Meyer receipt. I, I talked to him in my in the Meyer gas station. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there you go. When he played for Bama, and I'm a Bama fan. Right. He was back home for Christmas, and I just saw him. It was awesome. But that, it's the same way there. Whenever whenever uh, he came to play in Cincinnati a couple years back, he didn't play yet because they still had James White and Sonny Michelle. But yeah. um, it was just cool. He, he got like two carries, and, and but it, I was still like, you, that's awesome. It makes you ten times better, though, playing in front of the home crowd. Yeah. I mean, you get that. It, it, it just it, it amps you up. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have two more topics left. We're going to stick with the NBA and then go to talk a little bit about baseball in a second. 
Landon, the Lakers, we all know where the story of the offseason. They got Russ, Dwight Howard, they got Rajon Rondo, they got Carmelo Anthony, all, all sorts of people. It would take a while to list the amount of moves. Yeah. And right now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they're two and three. Two and three. So, are the Lakers done? Yes. Are they are are they not a good team? Or are, they go, are, are, are they going to make the playoffs, I should say, too? They'll make the playoffs, but it'll be like last year. They'll be at that eight seed, right. seven seed, somewhere there. The reason, And I said this before the season started, because I was like, everybody was like, oh, the Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. No, not the Lakers. No. <laughs> Russell yeah. Westbrook is not the guy you want on a team like this, because he's he a hothead. is me, 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 me. I can do everything on the court. I can pull a shot from the opposing team's free throw line and make it. So I'm going to do it in the middle of the game. That's just Russell Westbrook's mentality. LeBron's mentality. Me, 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 me. I can do it all. I can take a shot from the opposing team's free throw line and swish it. And I'm going to do it mid-game. They have the same mindset. And that's why I said this wasn't going to work out. I saw a meme. And it said LeBron and... uh, Russ passing the ball to it was actually it was a TikTok and they were throwing it back to each other a bunch. They were they were throwing it back and forth to get the triple double point. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like I knew this team wasn't gonna work out, and then you got Anthony Day to Davis sitting over there on the bench because he's always day to day. Like it's just not a team that's gonna win the finals, and they're just it's like in in basketball specifically, star power never works. It building a team like this never works unless you all have the right mindset. That's the only reason the Golden State Warriors won with a super team because Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, none of those guys are selfish. None of them. Look at look at this too. In two thousand three and two thousand four, mm-hmm. my dad pointed this out to me. The Lakers had um, the glove at point guard. Yeah. Kobe at shooting guard. Carl Malone and Shaquille O'Neal, and they didn't make the finals. Yeah, it's the same situation. It's exactly. And here's the, here's the thing about the Lakers: there's too many guys on the court. Exactly. Let, let, let's go down the but but not only that. Let's go down the line here. Russ, like you said, me 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 me. Who's the, who's their starting shooting guard? Avery Bradley or something? It's between Avery Bradley and um, I believe it's Avery Bradley. Okay, right now so Avery Bradley. A- Avery Bradley hasn't been good for years. Exactly, hasn't been at that elite. He hasn't been good. Years. He hasn't been elite since he played for the Celtics. Right. LeBron, me, 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 me. Exactly. Anthony Data Davis. Anthony Data Davis. He's injury prone. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony starts a power forward sometimes. Washed. Dwight Washed. Howard. Well, now, listen, Carmelo has been a bright spot. He's actually played well. I didn't expect him to play well. He's actually played good. When he gets his time, and he wants to win a championship bad. Oh, yeah. So that's why, you know, Carmelo, I'm like, okay, Melo, but I don't think you know what you got yourself into. Because right. now he's in a situation where he's not the guy he was when he played for New York. Obviously. Right. He's, he's not the Denver Nuggets, Carmelo. Obviously. But he's playing good. He's not playing good enough to carry this team because that's what he's going to have to do. Right. And, and and granted, they have depth, but Dwight Howard, he's old. He's washed. Washed. Rajon Rondo, washed. he's washed. Like, 
I saw another. I, I I saw a meme online as well that said this is like a retirement home of teams. Exactly. <laughs> They're like what thirty four and up. Like, yes. Yes. The starting lineup is all thirty two years old and up. Other than like, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is like twenty nine. Jay Williams was on first take the other day, and mm-hmm. he said this is the first time in the NBA history that I have seen young teams say. We can beat LeBron. Yeah. That's how confident they are. And that's scary. And that's why LeBron, in my opinion, isn't even top three because, listen, and, and I'm talking all time. He's not top three all time. No. But, no. you know, that's unpopular. I mean, you, you got, think that maybe a couple MJ, other guys. You got Kobe and you got. I, Kobe's not top three. Maybe, really? Yeah. And you want me to tell you why? Why? Kobe is the best shot misser of all time. Okay? Listen, listen. If I go out on the NBA court and shoot 75 shots a game, I guarantee you I make 25 of them here and there, too. That's how it is. That's just how that's, it is. That's fair. Because, I, I mean... My my top three all time has always has always been MJ. Um... MJ's number one. It's he's not being Kobe. Good. MJ's That's... number one. There's not even a question. Exactly. Maybe and, and and between two and three, I have three guys in mind. You okay. can put them anywhere. You get it's it's between Kobe, Magic, and Bill Russell. Really? See, rings. I think I think Bill Russell is overrated because of the rings, in my opinion. Really? Listen, this well, is see, what I, I I don't I think and, Bill and, Russell's the third best center of all time. Okay. The best center of all time, and this is an unpopular opinion too. Wilt Chamberlain is the best center of all time. It's not Kareem. Kareem's 100%. number two. And 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 Wilt's in my top five. That's a great. I, I almost forgot. Wilt, about Wilt's, so my, number, Wilt Wilt's my number two. Wilt's my Wilt, Wilt's the second best player of all time, in my opinion. And, and you got to throw him in that conversation for top three. There's, I, I would say MJ, no, without a doubt, will always be the greatest player to ever put on a pair of shoes. Exactly. I agree. He might be the greatest athlete of all time, but that's a discussion for another that's, day. Exactly, yeah. Like, you that's have, my thing. It's you like, got to throw Wilt in the conversation. You got to throw Magic there. Larry Bird, even. Larry Bird Larry Bird might even be my three. I, yeah. My three is like three, four, and five is like... Three I, might I be Kareem. Three might be Larry Bird. Three might be... You know, Kevin Durant's moving his way this, up there. I'm not even going to lie. Is, this is unpopular. Mm-hmm. Braun narrowly makes my top seven. He narrowly makes my top six. Yeah, he's six or seven for me. Yeah, narrowly. I mean, he's top the guy ten for sure. is overrated, in my opinion. Steph, he's a, he's but a top I think, ten player. I think Steph Curry is a top 15 player of all time, though, and people don't find that popular. Sure. Which is, I'm like, what? If Larry Bird is... He's the greatest shooter of all time. If Larry Bird's top 10, then how is Steph Curry not top 10? Because y'all Larry say Larry... Bird, before Steph Curry, Larry Bird was the greatest shooter of all time. Right, but I'm saying Steph Curry is better than Larry Bird at shooting, so why doesn't that move Larry or Steph Curry in the top five conversation? That's people, a great point. People sleep on him because well, once he retires and we're we're the old men talking about <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. That's whenever we're gonna be like, everybody's gonna be like, oh well Steph Curry top five, but his, his legacy, I guess. His legacy's not like well, something we'll sitting bad. on that's ESPN saying we've yeah. been talking about this for years. Yeah. Y'all should have watched us back in the day. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. But I mean But that's and this wasn't even in the topics, but I just th- thought I'd bring it up. Like the top three is just it's it's such. With Braun, I feel like it's all an emotional aspect of things because like, okay, Braun is the greatest player in the 2010s. Sure, 
he's impacted the game. Miami Heat LeBron sure. is a beast. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not taking that away. Miami Heat LeBron is not better than Michael Jordan. I don't care no. what you say. Like nobody See, but, can ever prove that. And, and, and the thing about that is Miami Heat LeBron was the best LeBron we've seen. Exactly. I agree. And he's not better than Jordan. I agree. So I don't know where this talk comes from with him and Jordan though, because it's because Jordan LeBron James, LeBron clutch. James, I agree. LeBron, but LeBron is the Jordan of our generation. That's why every right, right. young kid like us says, "Oh, well, LeBron's the goat." Other than us, like I, I swear, we're probably the only two people. If if you got ten kids our age, okay, and said, right. "Who's the greatest player of all time?" Eight out of ten say LeBron James. I guarantee it. That's just what, like, it's just a generational thing, but we know. Look at the record, too. Exactly. The record? Here's what I Here's what I always say. <laughs> Stats, I mean. Here's what I always say. Because I, I have discussions with people all the time telling them that LeBron's not as good as everybody says he is. Jordan needed two or three guys. I'll give him three. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He needed mm -hmm. three guys to win six chips. I couldn't count on my fingers how many guys LeBron exactly. needed to win four, almost half of what Jordan did. Exactly. It's, I couldn't say it better myself. It's right there. I mean, it's like yeah. literally in front of you, and people don't take it. I don't understand why. But, right. you know, it is what it is. All right. Let's close the show out. Um, yeah, we're going, we've been going for almost an hour. Um, World Series predictions. That's going to be our last thing, of course. I hate to say it. Astros, Braves, in this year's World Series. Um, Lennon, who you got in this year's World Series? If I was picking with my heart, I'm taking the Atlanta Braves, but I'm, I have to unfortunately say the Astros, and it's because maybe if Ronald Acuna was there, we might have a different conversation, but he's not, um, you know, and I, I think this game does go to six or seven, or the series, I mean, goes to six or seven, but it's just the Astros have too much star power, and they're probably cheating. Like, let's be real. They are probably yeah. finding out some way. Great point. They are probably cheating. So, with that being said, and it's like it's like the last dance, okay, so, so to speak. Because Carlos Correa's last year in Houston, 95% chance of that. Jose Altuve's coming to a close. Yuli Gurriel's coming to a close in Houston. Your pitching's coming to a close in Houston. This is about the last time they can win it all in a while. So, they're going to go out, and they're going to do it. I'm going to say in seven. I agree with you. I have Astros in seven, and I'm going to say this. If for any reason there is an Astros fan watching this broadcast. Uh, number one, I, why? And That's me the picking thing. the Astros <laughs> in seven. Me, me picking the Astros in seven is 0% me supporting your fan base. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I should have put that yeah, up. I am, a, I, I am a Celtics, Vikings, and Dodgers fan. And the fan base that I absolutely hate the most the because of what your team did is the Houston Astros. There, I, it will take at least 50 years for some respect to be put on the Houston Astros name. And I'm rightfully not even going to so. put any it, on them. Maybe even longer. And once, once our generation is gone, then maybe people will forget. Yeah. But it's still such a big scandal because the New York Yankees would have played in the World Series if it wasn't Against for them cheating. the Dodgers. 
And what would have happened? We don't and know. How Probably great would have that have been two of the most storied franchises in baseball history. That would be fantastic. But it didn't because, you know, Jose Altuve decides he's gonna be a little rat and bang trash cans. So but it is what it is. It's over with. I could rant about it, right. but yeah, it's over with. But again, with, but unfortunately I have to um, live with if, it. <laughs> if if the fan is talking, go Braves. hundred percent go Braves. That's what I'm saying. I, if my heart's picking, the, go Braves. The number but. one rule of, of of doing this stuff and talking about sports and doing these podcasts is don't be biased. Mm-hmm. In this situation, I think it is very, very okay to say, "Go Braves." Yeah, and it, but it, it's hard to pick the Astros and not be biased. But correct, like, my you got the to. analyst, my analyst side says Astros in seven. Mm-hmm. My fan side says Braves. Braves in five. And, and <laughs> Astros don't win. The, Ast- the Astros are just the Astros are just <laughs> a better team. Yeah, it's just so I mean, that's I think how it the is. Astros win this one in seven. I agree. Yeah. All right. So uh, an hour on the dot, that's where we're going to leave our show for today. Landon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you want to plug your show one last time before we go off the air here? Yeah, so make sure Monday at, we haven't decided a time yet, it's going to be after 8.30, 8.30-ish, something like that. 8.30, 9 o'clock. Make sure to check it out. We'll be going for probably about 30 minutes to an hour. So it's not going to take up too much of your night, but just have it on, man. Watch with us. You can interact in the comments. We will definitely be... Put it under your pillow while you're sleeping or something. Yeah, there you go. Something like yeah. that, yeah. So we'll, we'll be talking about some baseball. We'll, or not baseball, excuse me. This is a football podcast. Uh, the delay game, we're going to be recapping the week and what we see and then give some... We're gonna, I'm sure we're going to have Monday Night Football on our way talk, so we'll talk about that as it oh, goes yeah. on. And then we'll, um, you know, we'll be talking about the... Weeks in advance, we're going to talk about the playoff picture, MVP, some other stuff. So it's going to be fun. Make sure you join, watch it. The Delay a Game Football Podcast, you can find that on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Please go subscribe. It would mean a lot. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. All right. So, and as always, if you enjoyed this episode of The Locker Room and you want to hear more podcasts just like this one, go ahead and tune in weekly to hear my hot takes on sports as well as uh, some special guests that I'll bring on here and there. Landon, again, thank you so much for doing this. We're back, finally. Yeah. And um, from Landon and myself, this has been The Locker Room with Ryan Stout.